Tech Writer Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 770 for the 19th of November, 2021. This week, if your computer isn't eligible for Windows 11, but you'd really like to have Windows 11, there are ways to install it on most computers that run Windows 10. Microsoft won't stop you, but they also won't help you. In short circuits, because of privacy concerns, Facebook says it will no longer use facial recognition when users post photos and videos. Scammers are sending email messages that tell people their antivirus subscriptions have been renewed for absurdly high prices. They're hoping recipients will call so they can be conned into handing over credit card information. In spare parts, only on the website, Microsoft's new Power Toys utility has just added a feature that helps users locate the mouse cursor. Tesla had to push out emergency patches to about 12,000 cars in late October after a previous update created a problem that could result in unexpected emergency braking. And 20 years ago, Amazon and NBC had set up a system in which the TV network offered books and CDs related to their shows and then sent viewers to Amazon. It wasn't exactly a success. If you own a computer that's not eligible for Windows 11 and you've wondered if you might be able to install it anyway, the answer is yes. Probably you can. Probably. The more important question, though, is should you install Windows 11 on an incompatible system? It's not hard to find instructions for doing the deed, and Microsoft isn't actively doing anything to block the process, at least not right now. It won't work on every computer, and even if it works, the results might not be acceptable. So give it a try if, and only if, you are sufficiently confident that you know enough about troubleshooting Windows installations to recover from a massively failed upgrade. And if you're willing to accept the substantial risk that the attempt may fail and you'd then have to reinstall Windows 10 or recover using a backup image of the boot drive. And if you have a full backup image of the boot drive. And the computer is running Windows 10. That is non-negotiable. You can't do this from Windows 8.1 or Windows 7. And the computer supports at least trusted platform module 1.2, has unified extensible firmware interface boot capability, and runs 64-bit hardware. This is also non-negotiable. And you understand the initial upgrade may succeed, but future upgrades for Windows 11 may fail to install. Microsoft says ineligible systems that are upgraded may not be entitled to get Windows updates, even security updates. And you're willing and able to open the computer's BIOS settings and make changes if needed. And you won't blame Microsoft if the installation fails and you have to spend hours, 
or days to restore the computer to a functional state. And you're working on a computer that is not mission critical. In other words, not your primary computer. And you understand that a computer with an unsupported CPU may run substantially slower under Windows 11 than it did under Windows 10. To confirm that your computer supports Unified Extensible Firmware Interface Secure Boot functionality, run MSinfo32, also known as System Information, and examine the BIOS mode line. If you see legacy there, it might be possible to enable UEFI in the system's BIOS. Check the documentation that came with your computer to see if UEFI is available on the motherboard and how to modify the BIOS settings to enable it. To check for trusted platform module security, use the Device Manager and view the Security Devices key. If the Device Manager has no Security Devices key, or if TPM is present but less than version 2.0, Microsoft will tell you that Windows 11 cannot be installed. In fact, it can be manually installed if the Trusted Platform module is at least 1.2. If you'd like to see additional details, you'll find a link to the July 2021 TechBiter Worldwide information. So, if you have placed check marks beside each of those conditions, let's see what's involved. There is a huge list of unapproved CPUs, and perhaps you're wondering why that's the case. In my case, the CPU is a very powerful one, an Intel Xeon E31505M version 5. Runs at 2.8 GHz and it has four cores that appear to applications as eight cores. I paid extra for this powerful CPU in August 2016, so the computer is a little more than five years old. Now, in a corporate setting, this computer would have been replaced in 2020, and possibly in 2019, but it has a lot of RAM, a fast, solid-state boot drive, and everything else Windows 11 needs. Everything but the CPU. The CPU in my computer, and a lot of older CPUs, lack subsystems necessary to run virtualization-based security protocols. Because of this, my computer and others that don't fully support VBS will run slowly unless VBS and core isolation are disabled. That would bypass some of the security measures built into Windows 11. You can regain speed lost to the update on unsupported hardware by disabling VBS. For the latest on that topic, use DuckDuckGo or Google to search for disabling VBS protocols. Currently, one of the better explanations is from Tech Republic, and I have a link to it on the TechBiter Worldwide website. So if you decide you want to install Windows 11 manually, there is a little bit of sleight of hand involved. The process is easy enough, but there are a lot of steps, and it's essential to get them all right and to do them all in the right order. Start by downloading the Microsoft ISO file for Windows 10 to the computer that you want to upgrade. That's the Windows 10 ISO file. This requires downloading the media creation tool and using it to download and store the Windows 10 ISO file. Then download the Microsoft ISO file for Windows 11 to the computer that you want to upgrade. At this time, the Windows 11 ISO file can be downloaded directly. You'll find links to both of those on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Then double-click the Windows 10 ISO file to mount it as a new drive letter. Create a new folder on your computer. The desktop is probably a good location for it. And call it something like Windows 11 install. The name really doesn't matter. 
Copy all of the files from the mounted Windows 10 ISO to the new folder. Then right-click the Windows 10 ISO drive letter and choose Eject. That will dismount the drive. Double-click the Windows 11 ISO file to mount it as a new drive letter. Navigate to the Sources folder on the Windows 11 ISO drive. Locate the install.wim file. Copy it to the Sources folder in your new Windows 11 install folder. Right-click the Windows 11 ISO drive letter and choose Eject to dismount that drive. Then turn off VBS and Core Isolation Security following guidelines you'll find on the Tech Republic site I mentioned a little bit ago. Run setup.exe from the Windows 11 install directory that you created on the desktop and follow the prompts to reinstall Windows 10. Yes, reinstall Windows 10. That's what the installer thinks it's doing. Windows will think you're reinstalling Windows 10 because it doesn't know that you sneaked the Windows 11 installation file into the Windows 10 installer. Clever, huh? Go slowly and read every message you see. You'll see an Advanced Options link during the process. Be sure to click that and specify that you want to run the process without online assistance or updates. After all, you don't want Windows 10 updates. You want Windows 11 to install. And once that's been done, then you can deal with the updates. Easy enough, but still fairly complex. So I have a final few questions. Have I done this with my computer? No. I do have another computer that's even older than the primary computer, and I thought about trying the process there. That computer has unified extensible firmware interface secure boot functionality, but no trusted platform module. So it looks like the only computer I have that will run Windows 11 right now is a Surface tablet. Should you do this to your computer? Well, it's your choice, of course, and I presume that you've worked your way through all the cautions on the way to a decision that works for you. It is likely that I'll wait for Windows 11 on my primary computer until I buy a new computer, even though I really like the way Windows 11 works on my tablet computer. And the third and possibly most important question, how important is it to you to have Windows 11 on your computer? Windows 11 is more secure than Windows 10, although if you have to disable the security features, it's not. It also has some attractive features. But is there any compelling reason that you must have Windows 11 right now? Windows 10 will be supported for several more years, and maybe waiting would be the better choice if it's likely that you'll replace the computer before Windows 10 support ends. This advice does not apply to computers that can be upgraded to Windows 11. If your computer can be upgraded, it should be upgraded. Now, you may want to wait six months, but do accept the update. What have you decided? Let me know. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat.
In short circuits, Facebook plans to discontinue facial recognition, primarily because the process has generated a lot of complaints about privacy violations. It's a feature that some users love and others despise. The company has facial recognition templates for approximately 1 billion people and plans to delete that data. But is anything ever deleted, really? The templates will persist on backups for a while at least and may continue to persist indefinitely on archived backups. That's presuming that Facebook does archive backups. Deleting the templates from the active system means that Facebook will no longer automatically recognize faces in uploaded photos and videos. Facebook had promoted facial recognition as an advantage to help users tag people in the files they uploaded. It certainly did that, but it also gave Facebook a gigantic library of facial recognition data. The company says its move is one of the largest shifts in facial recognition since the technology was developed. Facebook says facial recognition technology could still be used to help people gain access to their accounts if they get locked out, and noted that blind and visually impaired users need the technology. That sounds like it's going away, but not really. The company will continue to develop facial recognition technology for use inside Facebook and hasn't ruled out trying to find ways to use it in the future. But for now, the system that automatically generates image descriptions and all other public uses of the technology will be shut off. Is your antivirus expiring? If you've received an email that says your antivirus protection is about to expire or has expired and you must act right away if you want to be safe, that might be true. But it's probably not. That seems to be the new scam of the day, and most people are sufficiently aware so that they don't fall for the scam, particularly if the message is from an antivirus provider they don't use. I've received these messages from Norton, McAfee, and Avast, but I don't use any of those systems. So the scammers have developed a new ploy. What would you do if you received a message from Norton, McAfee, Avast, Kaspersky, AVG, Bitdefender, ESET, or any one of the other publishers that said your account had been renewed and the price shown was some absurd amount, hundreds of dollars, for a multi-year, multi-computer license? Well, the first thing to do is closely examine the message. You'll probably see an invoice number or an account number. You'll see a price and a payment method that implies a credit card without identifying it. You'll see an order date, probably today's date or yesterday. And you'll see a message that offers you a way to cancel the subscription if you contact the billing department immediately. What you probably won't see is your name. Instead, the message will begin with, Dear Customer, or Greetings Customer, or something similar to that. If you look closely, you'll probably also see some odd capitalization, strange punctuation, and maybe even a misspelling or two. Don't fall for it. 
If you receive a message such as this from an antivirus provider that you do use, and you're not sure about its legitimacy, start by clicking nothing in the message. Absolutely nothing. Instead, visit the publisher's website, log into your account. You'll be able to check the status of your subscription there. Or find the option on the provider's website to contact customer service and ask them to check your account. The crooks are hoping that the recipients call to protest the charge. The customer service rep will ask for a credit card number, the name on the card, expiration date, billing postal code, and security code, because of course all of that information will be needed to cancel the charge. In fact, that is all the information the scammer needs to buy things with your credit card. You don't need a credit card for spare parts. Just direct your browser to the TechBiter Worldwide website, scroll down, and this week you'll find these articles. Microsoft's new Power Toys utility has just added a feature that helps users locate the mouse cursor. Tesla had to push out emergency patches to about 12,000 cars in late October after a previous update created a problem that could result in unexpected emergency braking. And 20 years ago, Amazon and NBC had set up a system in which the TV network offered books and CDs related to their shows and then sent viewers to Amazon. It wasn't exactly a success. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.